My guest is an award-winning chef, a food writer, best-selling author, culinary consultant, and entrepreneur. He currently lives in Canada where he represents our country by promoting our Jamaican culture through the culinary arts. He shares his story of determination from living in Marvali to being a celebrity chef in Canada. He is Chef Noel Cunningham, a.k.a. Chef Connie. Chef Noel, welcome to Mind Over Matter. I must say I'm looking forward to this convo because I'm a big foodie. Anybody who knows me will know that. So food is my favorite topic. So you have been creating waves in Canada, winning awards over the years, several awards over the years. You were nominated for Winnipeg's Best Chef Award in 2018. You won the Best Black Chef by Black Award in 2019. Best Chef in 2020. And this year you have already won three by Black Awards. Best Chef, Best Caterer, and Best Podcaster. Here in Jamaica, you have also been nominated twice for the Prime Minister Youth Awards. This is a remarkable achievement for a young chef. How would you describe your style of cooking? So my style of cooking, I love simple. I like keeping my ingredients very simple, but yet still the flavors are bold. And I love fusion. Fusion cuisine is from foundation. It's the world of food, always um, fusing taking different ingredients with different culture, different cuisine. And I've started doing that from early. So definitely my style of cooking is fusion with simple dishes, bold flavors. Can you give us an example of um, one of your fusion dishes? All right, so I have several um, dishes. And my favorite, of course, I love Italian cuisine. So for example, I have a... Last night, I did a, a oxtail pasta. Of course, Jamaicans, we take over oxtail. And mm-hmm. we are known for making the best oxtail in the world. Right. So, so I did an oxtail pasta. And of course, pasta is Italian. So right there, now you're fusing two different cuisine and culture together. Also, um, one of my signature dish is my jerk fried chicken and festival waffle, which is a Jamaican festival I turn into a waffle and then the fried chicken is using the jerk marinade to marinate the chicken fry it and that's just one part of jerk because of course jerk is the seasoning and also the technique the method of cooking so mm. yeah and that's my way of showcasing jamaican food in a different way as well um so where does this passion for cooking come from yeah so this passion started um Lots of years ago, many years ago, you know, so at the age of 12, um, I was just always in the kitchen with mom and mm-hmm. aunt asking questions and observing, stuff like that, until I got the chance to cook. It was my time. And I just, you know, took over. And I would try doing different dishes. I, I got my inspiration, like, from creative cooking, watching creative cooking a lot. Then uh, my aunt introduced me to the Food Network as well. And I realized that cooking is just more than being in the kitchen. 
you can have your own cooking show, you can write book, you can become a food writer, mm-hmm. podcaster, all of what I'm doing basically now. So it sparked, you know, my um, interest at that time. And I said, okay, why not? So when I went in high school now, I did food and nutrition, and I realized I was pretty good at it. And then, yeah, I'm here. So um, you did food and nutrition yes. at um, Edith Dalton Jeans. Yes. But um, I've noticed, though, that in Jamaica, when persons um, are selected to do, do food and nutrition, usually yeah. it's because they're not doing well, well in, yeah. in, you know, <laughs> yeah. they're in other grades, in other yeah. grades. Yeah. So Academically, they kind of force them to yeah. do food and nutrition. But yeah. no, so, um, food is big business now. It's big business, yeah. Um, um, so... Yeah. So was that your case or did you want to do food and nutrition? I wanted to do food. So the thing is that for the school system, they create this whole thing where if you're not doing so well, you would go and do a skill here because you don't have the brains, mm-hmm. right? So you would go and do cosmetology, um, plumbing, food and nutrition, all of these stuff. But for me, I know that I wanted to become a chef and the best route would, um, route would be... Um, to do food and nutrition and then get experience from there and then I would go to say runaway way hard and I leave Edith with like eight subjects. I leave with eight subjects. So I was doing um pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um I, I always did well in school, like from primary school, high school. In ninth grade, you know, I got bad, I got, you know, lick head with friends and started to trouble. My grades went down. But then I <laughs> came seventeen, tenth grade and eleventh grade, now I came first in the class. Oh. I got my trophy. So that's one of my best accomplishment. That you know, sometimes you can fall down, but you can rise again. Mm-hmm. Right. So you went to Runaway Bay Heart. You mentioned yeah. after. All right. Tell us about that that experience. Yes. Yeah, so Runaway Bay Heart. Uh, it was a boarding um, institution, which I always wanted to do. It's, it's a whole different experience. And so I did level one there, level two, and level three certified um, chef the party. And so it was a good experience. So it's like three years of studying so far. So chefs do a lot of studying, up to five, six, seven years of studying. And for level two now, it's more, uh, you go on properties and work. So for example, each month, you go to a different hotel and train. So it's more hands-on experience. Level three now, you study more management side of things. So like scheduling Mm -hmm. stuff, you know, dealing with conflict in the workplace, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Learn about different dietary needs and restrictions and hospitality law, stuff like that you would learn mm-hmm. at that stage. Mm-hmm. Level one is now the introduction to culinary. Okay. Yeah. So after after leaving Runaway Bay Heart, yeah. where, where are some of the hotels that you worked? So I've worked mainly at Edenism Hotel in Runaway Bay. Um, there. Mm-hmm. They changed to um, a different hotel now, but they're in Runaway Bay. I've worked at Breezes as well. I've trained mm-hmm. at Bahia, San Susi, um, Royal Lake Cameron. A lot of those hotels. Yeah, I said Bahia, mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of those hotels I've trained as, as well, yeah. But my main job, though, was at Edenism for a few years, and then I leave St. Anne and move back to Kingston, where, you know, I got my break and see now in Jamaica at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you migrated to Canada in uh, what year? Two. In 2013. 
2013. So how did yeah. that come about? Yeah, so for me, I just always like change. I always um, want to feel like I'm doing something, not just living, but, um, you know, feeling fulfilled. And while I was working at Cafe Mantra, I was head chef slash restaurant manager, and the restaurant was closing down at the time. And I have worked several places in Jamaica. I never feel um, like I'm doing enough. I never feel like I am growing. I never see any growth for me anymore in the industry in Jamaica. So I decided like, hey, I'm going to try for Canada. And I tried jokingly and it happened within <laughs> a year. And I came here working as a line cook in this fast food restaurant. So I got this job as a manager at this hotel, moved to Winnipeg and then working, went to school here as well, did hotel and restaurant management. And yeah, created my own jerk marinade, created my own brand and start building my brand even more. Yeah. So how you how did you make that adjustment though in Canada? Oh Lord. That I don't I I, I sometimes don't know. But it just <laughs> happened. I went to the coldest part of Canada, Thompson, Manitoba. And I came here in a record um freezing year when it was super 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 cold um 2013 and i live like with two strangers at the time we're now um friends and it's just the mindset it's just a mindset mind over matter you know and once you put your mind to something then it will happen and i'm fearless and i believe in um change i believe that in order to grow you have to do things that you never even think that you would do and when that time come yeah. Well, it couldn't have been easy in Canada because no. um, you're you're black, you're yeah. young, you're Jamaican. Yeah, so many. So, what were some of the challenges that you faced, and and how did you overcome them? Yeah. So there were lots of challenges, and um, I just I try to keep a positive mindset because sometimes, mm -hmm. as you said, you know, you're young, so some people think that. You shouldn't have this position one. Then some people think you're black, so you shouldn't be here. And it's, and sometimes just just being successful alone. Some people don't like that as well. And so for me, I have a mindset knowing that there will be opposition, there will be challenges. So when that time come, how do I? I just ignore the noise and know what matters, right? So I've had some challenges, and even sometimes with your own people as well, you know. So yeah. Canada, you went back to culinary school? No, I did hotel and restaurant management, more of the management side of things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I studied like hospitality law, um, you know, wine service, um, restaurant service, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what would you say to 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 some of our chefs in Jamaica who feel that um, you know, school is not necessary. We can cook, we yeah. learn how to do this from a grandmother, and that is enough. No, school, um, school is it. Um, you know, just like a doctor or a lawyer or whatever, you got to go to school. Nobody just get up and say, hey, I'm going to open a law firm. I'm going to become a medical doctor tomorrow morning. I can go Google or YouTube. School is very important. Um, there are things that you will learn on a job that you will not learn in school. And there are things that you will learn in school that you will not learn on the job. And so I think everything is important. Both the experience and the, um, the theory as well and the practical from somebody who had you know studied the craft so schooling is very important it build your knowledge it build you and 
you will be different from those who just come in the industry and say, oh, I'm a chef and I'm a celebrity chef. Yeah. Um, you, you have a jerk marinade on the market. Yeah. What was the inspiration behind that? Yeah. So the inspiration behind that, I was doing a catering and they wanted me to show them how to make jerk marinade, which I did. They liked the flavor. It wasn't salty compared to some that they have tried. They said, and I did it. And they said, why don't you bottle yours? I'm like, really? No, you know, business hard. We set up a Canada and stuff like that. And I just started doing some small bottles for like friends and selling and then I labeled it and started doing it. And now I'm shipping and yeah, and it's good for branding. And as, as a Jamaican chef as well, I can share part of my culture with persons who like jerk as well, you know? And it's Chef Noel's Jerk Marinade. It's Chef Noel's Jerk Marinade. And it's available on my website. That's www.cuisinebynoel.com. Yeah, it's right there. You can get it. And it will be in Jamaica soon as well. Usually, once I'm in Jamaica, it's there. And yeah. Um, you're also an author. Tell us about your cookbook, what makes it unique, yeah. and give us the name of it. Yeah. So the book is called Cuisine by Noel, which is also the name of my um, company as well. So it's Cuisine by Noel, a culinary journey through recipes and stories. It's 100 recipes, seven chapters, 200 pages, layered with recipes and story. So it's more of a personal book. It's like um, and biography as well. So I wanted to share my culinary journey. And I wrote this book when I was kind of celebrating my 10 years anniversary as a chef. I think that's a great milestone. And it's a book celebrating my journey, my accomplishment, and also where I'm going as well. So I just okay. wanted to document that. So I share my journey from when I got inspired, you know, in the kitchen with my mom, the recipes that I learned then. My mom recipes in there, my dad pot roast beef is in there as well. And different shows that I was on as well, and the dishes I've also done on those. So it's not really a typical Jamaican cookbook, but it's fusion, it's my style. And I didn't want to do a Jamaican book where I am stuck in a box. Like that's all I can cook, Jamaican food. And the thing is Jamaican food is limited, but our flavors are not. And I try to use our flavors a lot in my dishes. So you will still get that Jamaican-ness throughout the book. And yeah, and it's a motivational book as well for persons who, you know, looking for some sort of motivation. And as you can see the front of it, it says, if I can make it, you can make it too. So that's a play on the stories as well as the recipes. That's very interesting. So um, persons can get that online as well? Yes. So this book is on Amazon.com, Amazon C, Amazon UK. It's mm -hmm. at Fontana Pharmacy in Jamaica. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I have copies here in Canada as well. And it's online. And it's also on my website as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, to be the best at anything though, Chef. Yeah. It calls for a lot of um, sacrifice. What were some of the sacrifices that you had to make? Yeah. Oh, Lord, a lot of sacrifices. So, you know, as one of them is like coming here as well, giving up your family. Um, not say giving up them, but you, I came on a trip 
came here, leave mom at home, dad, sisters, everybody came here alone. So I would say that's a sacrifice because some people would try to hold on to that. Some mm-hmm. sacrifice is just time because you have mm-hmm. to be dedicated to your craft. So you don't have time to be going to the parties, doing this. Because when you do get a little downtime, it's time for you to rest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I've sacrificed a lot in terms in terms of my journey to be where I'm at today. Yeah. Um, chef, chef work um, for long hours. Yeah. And especially if you are a celebrity chef like you are. So how do you balance your life? Yeah. Well, it's very hard. And the thing is, um, sometimes as you get in iron, iron, it starts to become harder and harder. So, so much pressure mentally and physically because you stand a long time in the kitchen, then you have multiple stuff doing. Then you start to realize how important time is, like every hour, every minute, every second. So I would wake up in the morning and, of course, I would have a planner. So I would try to set a list of, because I'm also a procrastinator. I'm the king of procrastination. So I will, <laughs> yeah, I procrastinate a lot. But I think it's it's my energy. So if I have things to do, I wait until I feel it. Then I do a very good job at it as well. But I try to have a planner to say, okay, today I'm going to do this, that, that. And I like, at the end of the day, I feel accomplished that I've done stuff and didn't waste the day. So I, mm-hmm. I like to organize myself make notes and plan i'm a planner so even though i procrastinate i plan which is very confusing <laughs> yeah my favorite plan, thing, but if you fail to plan, time but you're supposed to do it <laughs> if you fail to plan then you plan to fail yeah so that's my favorite i live by but hey at least yeah. i still have a plan yes <laughs> um we often hear that food is a way to a man's heart yeah but we know that women love a man who can cook. Yeah. So um, give me a dish that you would probably cook on a first date or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's a good one. So, <laughs> well, I, I think I've recently realized that we always think that all women love chocolate, which is not so. I don't know why we always, as men, we think that. And I realize that most female right now, I don't like chocolate. I don't like chocolate. But I would start off with a nice, light um, cocktail. You know, maybe a daiquiri. It's a simple syrup, which is a sugar that you reduce, and with some rum, big up to Appleton rum, and you just add some lime juice. You shake that and ice in a glass. It's simple, simple, simple. One, two, three, and then definitely, I would say you want something that she's gonna have with her finger, like a finger food. So like maybe ackee and sausage spring roll. Maybe a bruschetta and, you know, some diced tomato and stuff on a bread with some feta cheese and balsamic. And it's light. And once you're using your finger to eat, it starts to become romantic as well. Then you want to go for a very light meal. You want to go for something like a salmon, a fish, not a heavy meal. Because if the meal is too heavy, then the brain starts to slow down and, you know, not in the mood. So you just want something light and fresh mm-hmm. to wake up the palate and the senses, stuff like that. And then for dessert now, you go for something. If you like chocolate, I would say a molten lava cake, which is easy to bake. A cheesecake as well. Most people like a cheesecake. And if you can't cook or bake, you can always buy these and play them yourself and recreate the whole thing, you know? Yeah, when you want to go for something light and flavorful. 
Boy, you have you have my mouth watering right now. Yeah, I need to get on Just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm actually working on my so Let's talk book, about um, chefs yeah. and social media. Yeah. Um, back in the day, chefs were usually in the kitchen. We hardly see them, you know. Yeah. But um, now chefs have become celebrities. We know yeah. their names. Yeah. No, so it's a norm. You're having dinner and the chef comes out to, to have a little talk with you. Yeah. You know, you know the, you know the chef's name by yeah. name. Yeah. So it's, it's a part of the experience now, the, the, um, the dinner experience. Yeah. So I see you everywhere on social media. Yeah. So tell us about your social media platforms. Yeah. Alrighty, so I like um, social media. I like um, marketing. So before I even became, I think at one point in high school, I was like, I want to become a marketing manager for a big company. That was one of my dreams. I love marketing. I love interacting with people. I like traveling. And from early on, I realized that social media will be the future. So when it came out, like, you know, we have BBM and then all of these stuff start coming out, people getting more online, then chefs are always behind the scene. But as time goes by, I think 2013 is when I joined Instagram. I had Facebook a bit um, earlier, stuff like that. Then I started realizing that you got to promote yourself and put yourself out there. Things on time are um, changing. Then mm -hmm. once people see you, then they'll reach out to you in terms of catering, maybe interview, maybe this, maybe that. And you also have an online brand as well. And people watch and people observe. And as someone who likes marketing, I realize that every social media that comes out, you need to be on it. Even if you're not active, you should mm -hmm. still claim your name. So for my handle, it's I am Chef Noel. So I'm on TikTok. I don't really TikTok, tick or talk. But <laughs> I claim the name. I just use it. I just have it here because I am Chef Noel. Yes. If someone else go and say, oh, I'm, I want to use his name or whatever, I can't mm. use it again. Mm. Then it's the, it's a, as we see the pandemic, right? Everyone is now Zooming, Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. I was already in it. And I've got mm -hmm. lots of jobs, lots of gigs, lots of opportunity just through social media. Mm -hmm. So I realized, and even having the restaurant now, it's a big part of it. Where once you, I post a cheesecake, I get so many orders. Chef, can I order this? Can I order that? You know, so it also improves sales. There are some chefs who they're not on social media. They don't know how to use it. Or they just bury themselves down in the cooking and not trying to have an online presence. And I can tell you that that's not good. You must, mm -hmm. like, that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Gotta try and balance. Okay, but um, yeah. when when we go to dinner, yeah. no, the first thing I notice is that the kids will take a picture of the meal and they mm. put it on on Instagram. Yeah. I'm Instagram, and I'm yeah. like, oh, what that for? I'm ready to eat my food, right? Yeah. <laughs> but do you think that this forces the chef to be concentrating on the presentation of the food rather yeah. than the taste of the food? Um, no, I think it should. I think it should let us. Um, we should still cook with the flavor and stuff like that, and still because it's both, it's the taste and it's the presentation, and we eat with our eyes first before we even taste. 
And sometimes you have stuff that looks good but doesn't taste good. You have stuff that tastes good but doesn't look so good. And so it all depends. And it depends on what you think looks good. You know, so I definitely think both is very important. But I think with social media, it put pressures on the chef to make sure that everything looks good. There's nothing splash. This is properly done. So it's a good pressure. It's a good pressure mm. in a sense. Yeah. Mm. And now we have lots of food bloggers as well. So yeah. Um, what, what, what would you say is the latest trend in culinary right now? The latest trend I would say is um more healthy eating. I would say I see a lot of people now doing keto diet, more people doing like less starch. People are more um focused now on their diet, what they eat, and trying to find different ways to stay healthy, especially with building the immune system. Persons are just trying. Yeah, so I see that a lot and I get up a lot, different dietary needs. So yeah, that's a big trend. Yeah, and then of course, right. comfort um, food we're is in also a pandemic a right now, and you recently opened yeah. a restaurant. Yeah, which you know is kind of, is a very brave move. I mean, yeah. there are um, several restaurants who are who have been closing. Yeah. Um, where did you get the confidence, or or why did you think that it would be a good time to do that? Yeah. So before the pan, so before the pandemic, I was looking for a space where I could do my catering from. And late 2020, my friend um, told me that he found a spot where I could work from. And I was traveling to Jamaica. I came back um, mid-December 2020, and I'm like thinking about it like, oh my God, you know, I'm thinking, you know, this pandemic will over soon. So I said, you know, why not take the space? People still eating, people still doing stuff. Um, Just try something, you know, the, the least I can say, at least I tried. As I said earlier, mm-hmm. I'm just a brave person. I like risk. I like challenging myself. I like growth. And if it didn't work, I wouldn't see it as failure. I would just see it as um and I didn't put in like lots of money in it because the space already has, you know, stove and all these stuff. All I'm doing is paying rent, moving in, keep my inventory at a minimal. And of course, I have some experience in terms of managing a restaurant. So I decided to do like Uber Eats and DoorDash and skip the dish. So these are all pickup stuff or delivery. And then I started doing some catering for corporate companies. And then I'm doing one for like apartment building. I started doing cakes, doing multiple stuff. So I didn't just stick to one, expecting people to come on in. And I have customers who started with me from January ordering food. And they come every Saturday, every week. People come and pick up. The support has been great. And I can't believe it's almost one year already. Yeah, it's going to be a year. So, like, you have a lot on your plate, man. <laughs> your plate full. <laughs> plate What's the name over. of the restaurant, by the way? So, it's called Cuisine by Noel. Um, so, it's called Cuisine by Noel. It's at 300 College Street here in Toronto. For those of you who know um, Toronto, College and Spadina. And it's good food. Oxtail poutine, jerk chicken, mac and cheese, oxtail pasta. You name it, all fusion, different style. Mm-hmm. Um, food is a major part of our culture. What do yeah. you think can be done about exposing our chefs more here in Jamaica? I just think, um, I think first we're going to recognize the importance of um, 
fool in our culture. I still don't think we're there as yet in terms of recognizing that and to build on our cuisine. And culinary and chefs, we are still on the back burner when it comes to our culture. Mm-hmm. And when a tourist comes to Jamaica, one of the first thing is the food. When you're in the hotel and all these places, then the music, really. And we, do, we don't build on the cuisine, so therefore we don't think that we should highlight the chef or build on the chef or celebrate the chefs. We don't do mm-hmm. that. And the only way that we can build on the cuisine is unless we build the people behind it, which is the chef, you know. So mm-hmm. I think once we just realize how important our cuisine is, then we can move forward with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what what advice do you have for young aspiring chefs? Yes, what I would say is just to have a roadmap, have a vision for your life. Find a few chefs or persons that you like or what you're doing and tell yourself that, okay, I would love to have a book, I would love to have a TV show, I want to do this, I want to do that. Because once you sort of create that kind of mindset, and you work towards it, then you will be successful. But you must have a roadmap to success that. And don't pressure yourself that I need to achieve this now. I'm 20 days, I need to achieve this now. You can blow up at any time, at any age, at any given time. So just pace yourself, work hard, be dedicated, you know, focus. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have to do, you have to go above and beyond in order to mm-hmm. make it. You can't just be normal and make it be extraordinary mm-hmm. yeah and i mean those are the same factors i think that has led to your success yeah yeah it does yeah um it was a pleasure having you chef and yeah. um all this talk of <laughs> is making me hungry yeah <laughs> um and i wish i can get a chance to taste we're gonna cook up a <laughs> <laughs> and all the best with your new yeah. venture. Thank you so much. And continue to fly our flag high yeah. in um, Canada. Yes, I will for sure. And uh, I'll be watching you as well and yeah. following you. Yes, yes. I appreciate that. And more to come. Lots of stuff in store. Still working hard, still pushing. And as I say, mind over matter, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thanks much. <laughs>